When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And welcome to a new episode of The Simpsons Did It. I'm your host, Stephen Skolansky. And I'm your co-host, Robert Skolansky. And this week, we're going to go to a ballet with a little bear at a circus. <gasps> Does he drive a tiny little car? He drives a tiny little car and goes... Right? Is that where yes. we're going? Yes. I like that ballet. Okay, yeah. The normal ballet, right? Yes. That's the normal ballet. <laughs> the other one is the, the one that Homer has to go to. Yeah, well, he's supposed to go to. Yeah, but we'll, we'll, get... we'll, we'll tell you what happens in that in that instance. Yeah, so this week we are talking Season 5, Episode 6, Marge on the Lamb. Hmm, I wonder where this is going. I totally forgot that, by the way, I forgot that this episode was in this season. I thought it was a later season. Um, air date was uh, November 4th, 1993. Uh, and our recap, when Chief Wiggum pulls over Marge's neighbor, she flees because she stole her ex-husband's car. Yeah, I almost forgot that they were uh, neighbors. Yeah, right. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All of a sudden, Ruth shows back up. You know, I feel like, okay, so we got Ned Flanders on one side of the house. Yes. And we got Ruth Powers of the daughter on the other side of the house. And yet yes. we never see them, <laughs> except except when it makes sense for an episode, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. We see the Flanders a lot. No, I'm saying that we see the Flanders all the time. But but Ruth Powers and uh, uh, daughter Powers. Yes. Uh, what was her name? Uh, Laura, Laura. Laura Powers. We see her never. Yep. I think this is the last time we even see them anyways. We'll have to keep an eye nope. out. But Nope. Uh, there is one other episode that Ruth Powers has a speaking role. Okay. All right. Um, so, no chalkboard gag this week. This is like, I don't think we've had a chalkboard gag at all this season. No. We... Maybe the first episode? Yeah, I guess so. Because, well, not this week. Uh, last week was, was Halloween. Halloween. The week before that, no chalk. Uh, Homer goes to college was no chalkboard, but we did get one for barbershop and Cape Fear. So okay, okay. Maybe yeah. maybe maybe they're just sitting back writing some up. You know, they'll be like, okay, we're gonna not do a couple chalkboard gags for a few episodes, and we'll we'll build up a good supply of them. And like they, we'll... they, yeah, it's been a while since they've done a full sequence opening sequence. Yeah, but at least we're getting some couch gags, right? Yeah, our couch and not, gang. And not repeat couch gigs. I know. This is brand new. Uh, the Simpsons run into the, the 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 den, but they run through the wall because the the scene is just a backdrop. Like uh, Looney pain- Tunes, right? Yeah, like Looney Tunes. This is painted onto a wall, and they, they run right through it. Uh, that's well, And it's kind of funny because I feel like in the past episodes, 
And now some of these future episodes, we're getting a lot of like Looney Tunes references. Oh yeah, the next the next episode for sure yeah. has a Looney Tunes reference. So I think it, I think it's getting kind of kind of a little bit out there, a little bit funny. Now remember, we're we're to assume Homer's in a coma, so all of this yes. Uh, all of this shenanigans is all in his imagination, which... Especially next week's episode. Yes. So, uh, let's open up. The Simpsons are watching PBS. So, I, I do like how PBS is obviously now in the Simpsons universe. We've had yes. it in the past. We got it, you know, in this one. Hey, Steve. Do you yeah. believe in Jeebus? I do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, God, I can't wait for that episode. Yeah. It's, so so it's a little bit of ways, I think. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so we have a guy um, on on stage and the opening scene uh, featuring the humorist that the Simpsons find unfunny parodies Garrison Keller or Keeler. 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 And his Minnesota-based public radio and TV show, A Prairie Home Companion. Have you ever watched that? I or never listen? watched it. I've heard I've heard it on like the radio every once in a while because uh, Shay listens to NPR here okay. in Minnesota, so sometimes yeah. they put it on there. But it's on NPR um, in Minnesota quite a bit. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I've never heard of it. It definitely doesn't sound funny. No. I mean, I've seen like TV trailers on like your old timey stations for uh, <laughs> Prairie Home Companion. Never watched it. I yeah. guess I don't think it's funny, I guess. Simpsons definitely don't think it's funny. That's and, why they're making uh, fun of it. Exactly. And so Bart Bart blames the TV uh, for not being funny. And Homer's like, be better TV. And starts hitting it. Be more funny. funny. <laughs> I wish I could hit the TV and make it more funny. But uh, that's unfortunately uh, not how it works. Oh, it's not? No, I don't think so. Oh, damn. I mean, when the Simpsons are on, I try hitting the TV to say maybe more funny, and it it, it doesn't work either. So, um, but these early seasons are definitely funnier than some of the later. Some of the later seasons do have their moments, which we'll obviously get to down the road. But, uh, yeah, some of them just def- definitely need need to be a little bit more more on the funnier side. Correct. Um, but. Just like PBS usually does throughout the year, they have telethons. Yeah. And uh, this telethon is not going very well. No. Uh, The pledges received by the public television fund drive are a mere zero billion, zero, (laughs) zero, zero million, $23.58. Now, I have a question for you. Have you ever actually participated in a telethon? On the phone side or on the giving side either or no so what well, back back in the day and they still do it uh one of the uh the, my first tv station i worked for they actually did a telethon and i used to work them and they can be very exciting to do because there's a lot of energy and there's just so much going on which i think helps for people to donate and want to donate and obviously with with this PBS one, with this guy, this guy's humor, it's so dry. The, you know, people don't want to donate, which is why they've only received twenty three dollars and fifty eight cents. Yeah, and the volunteers at the pledge drive. Are <laughs> one of them's sp- reading a book. Yep, one of them's sleeping. Uh, one of them's reading. One of them's knitting. And one of them is staring vacantly into space, waiting for the phone to ring. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, yeah. Usually when uh, when I did the telethon, because I did it for a few years, and it's for uh, cerebral palsy. Um, so if anybody would like to donate, uh, and we have any listeners in the Wisconsin area, in the Northeast Wisconsin, uh, please donate. It's a great cause. Um, yeah, there, you know, the phones are always ringing. People are busy. You know, there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes at a telethon. Yeah. Um, so now we get Troy McClure. Hi, <laughs> I'm Troy McClure. You might remember me from such telethons as Out With Gout 88 and... Let's save Tony Orlando's house. Uh, I did. I did read. I did read somewhere that a band actually used that second one as a song title. Nice. Yeah. I don't know who Tony Orlando is. Uh, Tony Orlando is a guy. Oh, good. Um, <laughs> who did things. Who did things. And that stuff. Uh, did he have gout too? He, uh, he was an American singer. Oh, yeah, I probably got to save his house then. Yeah. Because those singers, man, they need the money. He was uh, part of Tony Orlando and Dawn. Okay. Never heard of him. Nope. Um, so Troy says, without support, they can't bring such great TV shows like Edward the Pentinent. <laughs> and it's just a guy saying, because you're really sorry. And like, the Pope, like, the Pope don't like this. Yeah. Because, you know, as everybody knows, pen- Pentinent means to, you know, apologize yes I, I did find that funny i'm sorry i'm so sorry i'm sorry the pope doesn't like people who apologize yeah which which is funny because you know the the cat the catholic church is supposed to be about forgiveness yep so the phone rings and troy's like what what <laughs> and uh over's like some idiots calling in and marge is like i'd like to pledge thirty dollars <laughs> And I was uh, kind of upset because, I mean, it's free. Why are you paying yeah. these guys? And obviously people don't realize that, obviously, without funding, yes. public television could go away. But on the without, side, without, pu- without public television, how would I watch Sesame Street? Uh, HBO. <laughs> or HBO how would I watch Max. New, How would I watch new Sesame Street? HBO Max. Yeah. I think it eventually gets on there. I don't know why HBO decided to buy... The Jim Hen- well, I don't know if they bought Jim Henson Corporation or part of it or subsidy uh, of it, but yeah, you could watch all the old old uh, Sesame Street on uh, on HBO Max. Gotcha. Um, and so Marge uh, informs Homer that she got two tickets to the ballet, and Homer's <laughs> like, "Woo!" And now Marge is confused because, yeah. <laughs> and Homer's like, "Idea of a ballet is imagining himself at the ballet. Homer envisions a circus bear wearing a fez who drives an electric cart around in circles to the strains of calope music. And And he's singing along to the scene in his head. And then it cuts back to the, to the uh, couch and Homer's still doing it. So I don't think Marge realizes, uh, you know, What it is. And so um, Ruth Powers comes over because she wants to know if they have a power sander and if they could borrow it. And Homer's like, no. Uh, Mars like, well, there's one right there. And I like how it's turned on, plugged in, and sanding the floor. Uh, that doesn't seem like a good idea. Now my Obviously, other... that's the visual gag. But now, you know. now my question is, has that just been there this entire time they've been watching PBS? Uh, Has there, was there a slight pause where Homer went to the garage to grab the power sander and plugged it in 
just for the joke to work. Probably. <laughs> it's I, like, oh, Ruth Powers is coming over to borrow this. I better plug it in and make it make it look like my foot rest. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, you know, Marge points out, as Steve said, that Homer has it. I love the fact Homer's like, now remember, this is my power, Sander. And we see the infamous property of Ned Flanders sticker on it. Yep. It's his uh, to give back to Ned Flanders. Never. Eventually. Or never. Or never, because it's Homer. Yeah. Um, so after all that, you know, uh, Marge lends the power sanders to Ruth. And then I don't know if we cut to the next day or if it's dinner or what, what time this is. Uh, but Lisa is showing Homer a book of ballet and it's just, you know, people dancing in it. And this deflates Homer because, you know, his thought of ballet was a bear driving a tiny car, which is, let's let's face it, a lot better than watching people dance, in my opinion. Yes. Um, and, uh, and, you know, Marge is like, but Homer, you promised. <laughs> and he's like, okay. And she was like, she was like, remember, Homer, you promised to go to dinner at my sister's, but you ended up doing that army experiment instead. Yeah. And uh, we get a fla- <laughs> we get a flashback where uh, you know Homer is you know unclothed, and a scientist is telling him the side effects of whatever they're giving him, and they're like, well, this includes hair loss, giddiness, and the loss of equilibrium. Yeah. So that 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 partially explains why Homer doesn't have hair anymore. <laughs> yes. Even though he lost his hair because. Because he had kids. Yeah. Uh, and so we uh, cut back to Homer who, you know, he starts laughing about it. He's like, ah, but it was worth it. And he falls out of his chair and he giddily laughs. Oh, my God. Yeah. I want those drugs. Whatever those drugs are, I want those drugs. I want to fall down laughing every once in a while. That'd be funny. You want to fall down? Okay, maybe not. The and lose your hair? You really want to lose your hair? Well, the equilibrium... Okay, so the hair loss, probably not. The equilibrium thing, that's got to be like vertigo, man. I hear vertigo yeah. is bad. But the giggling, yes. giggling could be funny. <laughs> Just randomly giggling could be funny. And so now uh, we're, we cut back to uh, Homer is at work, and he's walking with Lenny and Carl. Yeah, Carl's like, hey, Homer, want to go get a beer on the way home? Ugh, I can't. I got to take my wife to the ballet. You're going to go see the bear in the little car, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so apparently that's what the guys think uh, the ballet is. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. I, <laughs> I, I, I've never heard of, I mean, every time I've heard of ballet, I always, you know, assume ballet, you know, dancing. Dancers, yeah. But uh, I, I've never heard of anything else. Like I... I, a little bear, I feel like a little bear drive or a bear driving a little car is the circus, not the ballet. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I could think of that Homer thought of might have turned his phrase is there is a bear in the in the ballet, the Nutcracker. Uh, and so maybe somewhere along the lines, it got like went from bear and ballet to bear driving in a car <laughs> to a song. And now all guys think that that's, that's what's going yeah. on. Uh, have you ever, I've never been to a ballet. Have you been to a ballet? I have. Uh, there was uh, one that one of my ex-girlfriends being forced me to go to uh, back <laughs> in college. So yes, unfortunately Ugh. I've been to one and it was, I, I think I halfway fell asleep during it. <laughs> yeah. Not for me. Not for me. So, no. uh, so as they're talking, they, they walk by a vending machine at work 
And the vending machine says, try new Crystal Buzz Cola, which <laughs> is a reference to Crystal Pepsi, which ran from 92 to 94. Never, never actually, I don't think I ever tried Crystal Pepsi. Neither have I, but I, Crystal Pepsi did come back like last year or two years ago. Yeah, or maybe I did buy, you know what, I think I bought the new Crystal Pepsi. I didn't try the original Crystal Pepsi. No. Not that there's probably a difference in flavor, and it's also pretty bad for you. Uh, it's, it's just clear. Pepsi. It's yeah. just clear. I what 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 makes Pepsi brown versus clear? Probably the uh, caramel coloring that's inside of it. That's probably yeah. It's just a color. I'm sure okay. it's just color. Because look at look at Sprite. I mean, oh, that's true. You could you could literally make Sprite any color you want, which they yeah. have just yes. by adding coloring. That is true. Okay, that's fair. Um, so, you know, Homer wants one cause obviously it's new and it's crystal buzz cola, but he doesn't have any money. So he decides to do what all sane people would do yep. and stick his arm through the slot where the soda comes out. Careful Homer. I heard someone lost an arm in there. <laughs> That's just an old wives tale. And, then and as <laughs> Homer stretches his arm, winding up a path within the machine and he sees a skeletal arm holding a can of Fresca. That's amazing. Have now, you now have you I ever tried that? Okay, so <laughs> there. Okay, so if, if you guys don't know this, folks, but vending machines back in the nineties, it it just started going over where they put a flap inside yep. the vending machine. Where if you lift up the thing where you grab your food, a flap goes up so you can't reach up to the thing. There was a pretty big change over the 90s where vending machines either had or didn't have those. Mm-hmm. I I definitely tried on the snack ones, not a soda one, because I knew what the inside of a soda one looked like. Uh, and so if you guys have ever cracked open a soda thing, all the soda cans are in vertical rows Yep. in there. So there's really, even, it's if, hard. You, even if you could get your hand up there. There's no specific, unless, okay, unless like this Buzz Cola one was only one soda, there's yeah. no specific way for you to reach your hand up and pick a specific soda that you would, that you would want. Yeah. Now the I think... food one, now, now <laughs> we'll get to it in a minute. The food one is definitely one that would make more sense. Yeah. So, uh, my last, uh, my last job we had, and even my current job, we had, um, soda machines from like. Probably the early 2000s, late 90s. And my last job, they had to replace it because we found out if you put, you know, I think it was like 50 cents for a can of soda. If you put it in, you've put your 50 cents in and just held whatever soda you wanted. If you just held the button, the machine would just dump all of the cans out of the machine. Nice. So... Somebody, I don't know who, but somebody in the upper management found out and they took the soda machine away. Or or the soda person figured out, hey, there isn't as much money in here as there should be as the amount of cans that we put in. <laughs> and so they were like, oh, it's broken. But they're like, I got so much. And actually, that free soda is what got me to... Stop drinking soda because I was drinking so much of it because it was so free. So, uh, yeah, that was that was great. Um, and so, you know, Homer tries to get the soda out, but he gets stuck in the machine. And Lenny and Carl just 
run away? <laughs> well, I don't know why. Because uh, he they, they told Homer, you're going to get stuck. Yeah. Yeah, so he gets stuck, and so Homer is like, he's like, made promise to Marge, must go to ballet. And so he is dragging the machine with him as he's walking to a phone to call Marge. I don't know. Those things are really heavy. I can't imagine you would be able to drag one with just your arm. No, probably not. But he is holding on to a can of soda, so there is a force that's inside that's not moving so probably not i mean okay so the only thing that i've ever been able to do is like shake a vending machine to get yeah. the candy to drop so i once again i feel like snap. which by the way people don't shake vending machines you'll die yeah <laughs> we learned that from homer simpson <laughs> um but i i feel like you could shake it a lot easier like a, oh, yeah. like a um, not a can one. So can, I feel like just has so much more weight to it. Yeah. Whereas snack vending machines are a lot lighter weight. I mean, they're still heavy, but they're a lot lighter weight because the product inside weighs literally nothing. By the way, fun fact, there are 12 instances of people getting crushed by vending machines a year. And behind each one is Chuck Norris. <laughs> okay. <laughs> fun fact. Fun fact. Okay. Do, do you not remember the Chuck Norris stupid fact stuff? Uh, that was a long time ago. <laughs> Pulling. It's a pull. So, uh, so you know, Homer's like wandering around yelling for help, but apparently nobody's there. Not even the night watchman. Yeah. There's like nobody at the plant. The plant is empty. So as he's walking around, he comes upon a candy vending machine and then gets his arm promptly stuck in that too. <laughs> my question is all right here's Here the question go. here's the question how the, the in the hell thousand dollar question how in the hell did he call marge <laughs> did he call marge beforehand and the phone rang he tried for the candy and then she picked up that's well, the only logical conclusion well, i, I can well, come to i don't to. know because i feel like he had to have dragged both both vending machines to a phone because they're both sideways as he's yeah. on the phone so I feel like he would have had to drag both of them to a phone. Did he use his tongue? Like, did he, like, was he able to, like, nuzzle the receiver in between his head and then use no, no, his no. tongue All to press? Was... Well, okay, so back in the 90s, kids, now remember this, calling collect was a thing. So maybe he was able to dial zero for the operator. Oh, uh, that's they possible. Con- they connected. So that way you only had to hit one button. That's true. That's true. Remember, that's the 90s, man. Yeah. You, you could dial an operator or collect. <laughs> and, What's uh, an operator? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, so he somehow manages to call Marge to tell him, you know, Marge, you're not going to believe this, but I'm stuck in two vending machines. And Marge's like, ah, oh, Homer. Whatever you say. Now, th- this is twofold for me. On the one hand, that is very believable of Homer to do. Yes. Very believable. Because it is Homer. He is dumb. He he would try this crap. And I would feel like Marge would believe him. On the other hand, nobody could be that stupid. <laughs> so I could see Marge not believing him. Yep. So, it's, a, it's a catch-22. Yeah. 
So after uh, after Marge hangs up the phone, uh, we see Patty and Salma are visiting, and yep. Marge asks them if they want to go to the ballet, and Patty says, ballet is girl stuff. Now, is ballet the lesbian? Or is Salma? the lesbian? Or no, is Patty is not the lesbian. <laughs> is Patty the lesbian? I can't remember. I can't remember which one of them was gay. I think it was Patty. Yeah. Which would make sense why she might not like the ballet. Now, granted, I mean... That's kind of a stereotypical thing to say that, oh, lesbians don't like girly stuff, which is obviously not true. Yeah. But maybe she's, you know, if Patty is the gay one, maybe she doesn't like girly stuff. Yeah. And so Ruth Power uh, comes back over to return the power sander and complains about her husband, obviously, because that's exactly what she does. Yeah. And Marge invites Ruth to the ballet instead. (laughs) Um, And so they go to the Springfield High School tonight. Professional ballet. Tomorrow, close to fix gas leak. Maybe that's why people enjoyed this this ballet, because there was a gas leak. Yeah, who's going to enjoy a ballet in a <laughs> high school gymnasium? That was so, I like, but, but to be fair, I do like that they used the gymnasium's aesthetics yes. for the ballet. Yes, they did. Um, Although, I have, I have a question, um, and this is sort of, it's not skipping ahead. Uh, Burns and Smithers are there. In a skybox. What <laughs> high school, like, now granted, at Park, where we went to high school, in the, you remember we had two gyms in that high school? There was the bigger one and the smaller one? Yep. In that smaller one, I do remember there being an upper level to it. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, so they can have, like, games and stuff yeah. in there. So for, for spec, because the gym was, for all intents and purposes, T- it was tiny. Yeah. And so you could put spectators anywhere but oh. above them. But, and that was where we played pickleball, which was amazing. Um, but in the bigger gymnasium, there was no skybox? No, it was, oh, no, I don't think that, I think that was McKinley that had that glass barrier over the pool to watch in the pool. No, that was uh, Park. Oh, was that Park? Okay. Yeah, Park had the uh, glass barrier, I believe. Yeah, I but that so. was the, but that was the pool. That wasn't the gymnasium. Yeah, so no, I guess no specific skybox, but, I mean, if you're going to do... I, I, depending on if I guess if your gym has to double as your auditorium, I mean, maybe, but I no. I, why would you put a sky only rich, fancy high schools would probably have. If you went to a rich upscale, upscale high school that had a skybox, please let us know because I'd like to know what fancy ass high school puts a skybox in their gymnasium for that one rich family to watch their kid fail at sports. Yeah. Well, Bur- Burns didn't like the ballet too much. He he said there's too much dancing and not enough prancing. <laughs> that's but, but that's I, such a great line. But I so can, good. But I could see why Smithers would be there and liking it. So yes, yes. Um, so I like how the guy throws the woman uh, at the basketball net. Like that's yeah. What what he's like? That's like the the ballet type stuff where they throw dancers yep. and stuff. And she grabs the net and shatters the glass, and the horn goes off to end the ballet. So <laughs> That's fantastic. I, I, I like, love it. I like the the usage of yes. the equipment in the gym. Yep. So I, I guess I don't know what the ballet was about. Cause it's not a ballet. Cool. Well, there's always like a story to it, like uh, Lake or not. It was or about anything. a woman who wanted to play basketball. Ooh, good call. I like it. Um, and so Marge thanks Ruth for coming out and Ruth is like, uh, we're not done yet. She's like, but it's almost nine 30. <laughs> um, so Marge has an early bedtime apparently. 
I mean, I used to, you know, depending on the job I had, I would go to bed at like 9 30, 10 o'clock. But Nowadays, Mar- I go to. doesn't have a job. That, yes, she does. She's a stay at home mom. <laughs> that uh, is a job. It, it doesn't, doesn't pay. It doesn't pay well. But it's a job. Yeah. And now we cut to Homer at the plant, and he's uh, sad because he thinks he's going to have to have the uh, have his arms in the vending machines forever. <laughs> Which, hey, it might not be a bad thing because Homer brings them to Maggie's wedding. Um, and he's, Gosh. you know, he's, he's happy about it. He's like, oh, this is going to save me a lot of money on. Uh... But how's the food going to come out if Homer's arms are still stuck in it? Maybe maybe they designed a mechanism in there with but they could like they couldn't get his arm out, but they could like design a mechanism that helps him like shoot the candy. It's also oh. a dream sequence. Yeah. Why are you questioning this? Maggie still has her pacifier in this dream sequence. And she doesn't say I do, so she's not technically married. <laughs> maybe she didn't say I do, but with the pacifier in her mouth. Oh maybe. Um so the guy comes up and uh says he's gonna have to saw Homer's arms off. Yeah. Will they grow back? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I feel like there's still other ways to get someone's arms out of a vending machine besides sawing them off, but maybe not. Well, there is, and we'll get to that in uh, two seconds. Uh, so the scientist uh, guy is looking at Homer. He's like, are you just holding onto the can? Uh, yes. <laughs> and, yeah. and so he was like, oh. But now my question is, was he holding on to some kind of gigantic candy bar to keep his head? Yeah, because if you look at a candy vending bar, yeah, they're put in like those little bars, but there's a space where like if you grab the candy just right, I feel like you could like lift it up out of there. Yeah. Candy's not going to like any sort of candy chip bag, anything like yeah. that is not going to keep your arm stuck in a vending machine. They, yeah. I would say your arm is more likely to be permanently stuck in a candy machine than a soda machine. Yes. So, so I yeah, but yeah. So one way to you not know, get stuck in a in a vending machine is to not hold on to the, the can. Yeah, just let go of it. Yeah, and we see Homer walking out of the uh, out of the plant. Uh, people are laughing at him, <laughs> and he's like ashamed that just all of a sudden runs off. Well, I you know I think I've done that before. Yep. Did something stupid, and I'm like, oh, this is embarrassing, and just run away. Yep. And so we cut to. Jittery Joe's coffee shop where the, sign o- where the sign outside is a uh, shaking hand grasping a cup of coffee. Dude, that is fantastic. That's good. That's that's great. That's a great, great keg. Um, and so we cut inside to the coffee shop where Ruth and uh, Marge are having a conversation about their husbands. Yep. And Ruth is like, I envy you and Homer. Thank you. Why? If you ever met my ex-husband, you'd understand. All he ever did was eat, sleep, and drink beer. <laughs> uh, your point being? Uh, so, you know, the weird thing about this conversation is if uh, we, we're going to take a step back into the way back machine and go to the episode where Ruth Powers was introduced uh, in the episode New Kid on the Block. She described her husband as working all of the time, so workaholic. So, do they forget about that aspect, or was she trying to cover for uh, her husband being an alcoholic? Yeah, um, both. Maybe it's just both. Maybe it's maybe he was a workaholic and alcoholic. I mean, 
I know tons of people who work in the television industry who are definitely alcoholics. Well, you're in Wisconsin, so... It's- that too, yeah. I mean, Wisconsin in general is just alcoholism. Uh, there's two bars for every church in some some cities. Um, some so bars are churches. You are right. So, <laughs> so you know, uh, so Marge, you know, tells Ruth not to give up on men. You know, there's a lot of good of good men out there, and that, that's true. Um, one of those men that are not good is Barney, and he hey, just happens. Hey, he can just happens. Open your bathroom. <laughs> I'll buy something. something. <laughs> and Ruth just goes. <laughs> <laughs> oh oh that's my god, that's that's great. That's great time. But you know, here's the thing: Barney would not be at that coffee shop. He'd be at Moe's. Let's be realistic. Maybe he's trying to sober up for something. To pick up Patty and Selma again? Exactly. Because <laughs> that's a thing. And so, you know, now we cut back to the Simpsons household and Homer's, you know, pacing, waiting for Marge. And she comes in and he's like, look, the guy the guy gave me a note to prove that I was stuck in these vending machines. And to prove to you I wasn't lying. And uh, so she reads the note and then the note, the guy writes, well, while we were getting home run stuck, a lumber yard burnt down. And Homer's like... Oh, lumber has a million uses. Yep. They do. Like, like to, you know, burn. Um, and so, uh, you know, Marge tells Homer she's disappointed him for not coming out, but she had a really fun time with Ruth and they're going out again the next night, which Homer's like, but Marge, that's twice now. That's you're just spending way too much time with this woman. Yeah. I mean, Homer's definitely looking at Marge as a stay at home person. Like she, yeah. I mean, I, as much as the Simpsons, I feel like the Simpsons themselves don't go out as much. I mean, I no. mean Homer, like Homer goes movie. out a lot. Yeah. Homer does. Marge has, well, that's because Marge has to stay with uh, the kids because no one yeah. will babysit them. And, you know, and I feel like this, this episode and next episode really show, you know, Marge as kind of that wife who, doesn't have fun. Yep. So, which is kind of interesting. They did those two episodes back to back and we'll talk about that more in the next episode. Um, and so Marge tells Homer, you know, she has trouble making friends, um, because she's always home all the time. Yep. And we get another flashback of, uh, Marge hosting, I believe Dr. Hibbert's wife and a couple other wives, I'm assuming. And they're having tea. And Homer runs in ruining it by wearing a shirt that reads no fat chicks and complaining <laughs> about a, a skunk that squirted him, which he brought into the house that squirts him some more. And the Why women are still carrying it because it's Homer. It's Homer. He, he does stupid he, things. He wasn't lying again. <laughs> yes. Marge, look, this is why I smell. I didn't roll around <laughs> in garbage. It's the skunk. Yeah. And so the, the women run away and I'm assuming, you know, yeah, and we've seen, you know, Homer causes people to move away and just be disgusted by him. And so, you know, it makes a lot of sense. And so, you know, Homer tells Marge, oh, but you can't go out. Saturday is our special evening. And Marge's like, why is it so special, Homer? You know, because of that show, Dr. Quinn, Medicine Woman. Yeah. Which was we that all still thought out? they were talking about sex. Yeah. Well, was Dr. Quinn still out? In the 90s? Oh, when yeah. did that come out? Oh, 93. 93 yeah. to 98. Wow, I thought that was an 80s show. Nope. All right. Um, so, you know, uh, now we cut to the next night where Marge is getting ready to go out. And Homer is like, Marge, where are you going? I don't know. Well, when will you be back? Uh, I don't know. 
but where are you going, Homer? You already asked that. Yep. <laughs> uh, and so, you know, Homer's got to babysit the kids, and he brings them to the door as Marge is going out to, you know, get into Ruth's car. And, you know, he tries to use the kids to guilt trip Marge into staying, but Lisa's like, you know, you go, girl. And Bart's like, way to go, mom. Like, they're cheering her on, like, to get her out of the house. Yep. Yeah. Which is fantastic. And uh, so as uh, Marge Marge gets, uh, and I, I think this might be referring to the kids, not Marge, because Homer goes, huh, man's best friend indeed. And uh, no, Homer, that's that's dogs. Dogs are man's best friend. Yeah. I mean, maybe Marge. I don't, yeah, maybe. I I, well, you know, wife, maybe he's thinking, oh, the wife is supposed to be man's best friend and yeah. she's leaving me. Yeah. And so uh, we go to Marge uh, getting into the car and she tells Ruth, who is wearing a leather jacket and smoking a cigarette, that she looks nice. Yep. That's, yeah. that's nice. Uh, and Ruth is like, well, tonight's not about nights. It's about, and she takes a cassette, rainbows, (laughs) everything. Oh, sorry. Wrong tape. (laughs) Uh, By the way, uh, for those of you who don't know, Sunshine, Lollipops, and Rainbows is uh, sung by Leslie Gore. And this is the episode that this song exists. Remember there was like, like, I don't know, last season or a couple seasons ago where I actually talked about this episode. Oh, this song. Uh, yeah. So now it finally showed up. I love yeah. this. That's so awesome. I love it. Uh, and uh, Ruth apologizes. Uh, she's <laughs> like, oh, sorry, that's the wrong tape. And then she puts in the right tape and it's Welcome to the Jungle by Guns N' Roses. Yeah. I won't try to sing it. Definitely editing that out. <laughs> uh, no, you're not. Welcome to the Jungle by Guns N' Roses. Uh, great song. Great, great hype song. Um there is an episode of How I Met Your Mother that there's a uh, an episode where Barney has like the best uh, CD where it's like the best songs to get hyped to, and uh, I'm assuming you remember the two books that came out for yeah. How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. Uh, there's the 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 playbook and the like the guide thing. Well, I bought both books, and then the guide is the list of songs that Barney put onto that CD. By the way. Too many songs. He could not physically have put all those songs on one CD because I tried and I only, and I, I couldn't. There was like three or four songs I couldn't because the, the it was just too much data. Um, and I don't think Welcome to the Jungle was on that CD, but it's a great song. It's a great song. Yeah. Um, so, you know, Homer, uh, you know, tries to make him make himself feel better. And the kids are basically calling him whipped, which he's married. So he's not like, I I don't know. That was kind of weird. And he like asks, you know, Lisa, oh, you know, women have friends, right? And Lisa's like, sure. And she goes, yeah. And uh, so Homer's like, you know what? I have friends. Marge is the only one who can have a girl's night out. Oh, this is great. So now we get a (laughs) montage of all the girl quote unquote girls nights out things so first yeah. he calls lenny and he can't go out because he's uh shaving someone's legs but he lies to homer saying he's watching the game who is that his mother girlfriend maybe i don't know i didn't think lenny had a girlfriend i thought maybe uh i thought maybe mother but that's a that is a girl's thing you know like pampering and having yeah. girls nights shaving each other's legs Yep. And then Homer calls Mr. Burns. Who is this? <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. 
I like how he's like on a heart shaped rug yeah. with heart shaped box of candies, kicking. Yeah. His I'll do the girly thing in a pink yeah. room because you know he's it's girls' night. And I love then, the fact. Uh, well, I love the fact that Homer's like explaining, "Hey, do you want to go to the ballet?" And Bird's like, "Oh yeah, let me just put my pants on." And he's like, "Wait a second, who is this?" And he's like, "Why am I talking to you?" Yeah. And then Homer third calls Flanders, and, and after, right after Nanny answers the phone, hello, Gooly Dougly, click, hello, just hangs <laughs> up on him. Because, <laughs> yeah, we don't want to, we don't want to hang out with uh, Ned Flanders for girls' night either. No. Um, so, good, good takes. I like them. They're, they're, yeah. Those are really funny. And so, Homer says, uh, screw it. I can have fun by myself. And Lisa's like, I think it's against state and federal laws to require us to have a babysitter. So I actually I did some research on this, and I I wanted to see if there is any laws that would you know make make it illegal or you know you know back, you know oh, well yeah illegal to leave your kids home. Wisconsin does not have any statutes or regulations that state the age at which a child may be left unsupervised or left in charge of other children. Now when we were kids, I think. Our parents left us home alone starting when you were like 10, maybe, which is Bart's age. I mean, it was only for like an hour or two. Like it wasn't super long. Yeah. But like, I think starting around the age of 10, you know, they would leave us for like an hour to go do something. But if it was um, an overnight thing, they'd, we'd always have a babysitter. Oh yeah. Uh, not until you were like 14. Yeah. And I was like 10. That. Like once you were in high school, if they, now granted, they hardly ever went somewhere by themselves and even when i was in high school uh they i can't remember if they were coming to coming to visit you in minnesota or where they were going but i had to stay at night at a friend's house now it was the weekend and they didn't leave me home and i had to work so half the time i was working anyways but like they didn't even trust me to be by myself in high school home alone I think it was junior year of high school. Yeah, it makes sense. And they didn't, for a weekend, what am I going to do? I barely had any friends and I was working. Yeah. Um, probably burn the house down. What? B making myself a bowl of cereal and a sandwich? Yep. Hey, Homer, um, Homer lights cornflakes on fire, so you know. <laughs> I'm not Homer. Uh, but uh, federally, though, this could be considered child neglect. Yeah, if something happens, something actually happens. Yes. That's the only way you'd actually get into trouble. So, I mean, most places, you know, if you're like, because I remember even like school coming home from school, like especially, you know, middle school and high school, I'd be home, you know, we'd be home by, for like an hour by ourselves while our parents were still working. Yep. So... So uh, Homer asked Lisa if she's ever seen Home Alone. <laughs> so apparently Home Alone is canon in uh, the Simpsons universe. I yes, like it. Yes, it is. Yes, she it says, is. If burglars come, it'll be a funny, a funny situation. And the first Home Alone came out in 1990. Yeah. So I, I love that Home Alone is canon yeah. in the Simpsons <laughs> universe. That well, Bart is, Bart is kind of like uh, Macaulay Culkin's character. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I like it. Uh, yeah. So Bart agrees with Homer about not <laughs> needing a babysitter, and Homer pulls out a card that reads, always do the opposite of what Bart says. Oh, well, you do need a babysitter. Blast that infernal card. 
Now, did yeah. Homer write that card or did Marge write that card to put in Homer's pocket? I'm sure Marge wrote that card. Okay. Although it kind of looks, well, I mean, if you look at the card, it kind of looks like Homer's handwriting. So maybe there was a day where like Homer said something, Bart said something different. Homer went with it and he's, and it went completely wrong. He's like, okay, no more of this. I'm just going to do, to remind myself, I'm going to write myself a note that says, do the opposite of what Bart tells me to do. Yeah. And so Bart's like, don't give me that card. Okay. Wait a minute. (laughs) And oh, so, that's fantastic. So Homer opens the door. We see Lionel Hutz going through the Simpsons garbage. Well, no, no, no. Lionel Hutz knocks on the door oh, right, and right, tells right. them that he was going through their garbage. Now, uh, is someone suing Homer or... Uh... No, no. Lionel Hutz, Lionel Hutz is broke, man. He needs food, so he's going through oh, the trash. okay. I thought he was one of those like garbage dumpster divers looking for evidence for a case. No, nah, I'm going to go... Lionel Hutz is too dumb to do that. Okay. It's like... All right, I'll do. I'll be your babysitter. And as a high-powered attorney, I charge seventy hundred and seventy-five dollars per hour. Okay, you get eight dollars a night and two popsicle out of the freezer. Three. Three. No. Two. <laughs> Deal. Deal. <laughs> Lionel Hutz, you've done it again. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like it's like, and I get to keep this uh, uh, trap oh, bird, 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 bird cage. cage. Fine, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Lionel Hutz, you've done it again. All right. So now we cut to Marge and uh, Ruth pulling up to what we could only assume to be shot kickers. No, Marge calls it shot kickers. Yeah, I know, I know. But maybe that's what Marge thinks it's called. Yeah. Because that's, so so we're led to believe that that's what it's called. It's like, oh, I've heard the good things about shot kickers. But when we actually look at the sign, there's actually no neon sign. So if it was out, that'd be another thing. There's yeah. actually no neon light in between the H and the S. So I'm going to go. H and the T. Or the H and the T. So I am going to go out on a limb and say <laughs> it was originally called Shit Kickers. <laughs> and <laughs> they probably couldn't use that name. So they're going no. with Shot Kickers. Yeah. Or, I mean, that's other. That's the other thing. I think the Simpsons are using it as the joke as it could be called Shit Kickers. Yeah. But Marge calls it Shot Kickers. Also, it's a country bar. So I would never be caught dead in there. No. And so uh, Marge and Ruth are sitting at a table. Some guy comes up and asks Marge if she wants to get lucky. And Marge is like, I am lucky. I'm married and have three children. Uh, But the guy's like, I always get what I want. And Marge says, no. Oh, I'm sorry. It must have been a miscommunication. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's very interesting because obviously, uh, you know, up and I mean, it's still probably kind of rampant where, guys go up to girls and they tell them no and they they, they're persistent and they're being creepy and so this is kind of refreshing to see where like you know some like burly guy comes up to marge she says no tries again but she actually you know she says no a second time and the guy's like oh oh shit Uh, my my bad my bad let me let me back (laughs) off here yeah like Uh. That was great. I like that. That was, that was fantastic. Yep. And then we also get a cut scene of Marge trying to line dance. And, oh, yep. Um, have a good time. And then I, I we see Otto on the, uh, was that a oh, cat you, bar? 
no, no you're no, you're in a different bar. No, we see uh, Willie on the bull at the that's shot right, kickers. Willie, Willie, I thought it was Otto. No, it was Willie on the uh, on the riding bull, which really wasn't really a riding bull. It was just a the saddle. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, why isn't anyone else trying this? <laughs> um, so then we cut to Homer, you know, out having trying to have himself a good time. It's like sometimes you just have to go where everybody knows your name. And Cheers. Then he, yeah. Then he walks into the bar, and no one says anything. Yeah. Like, and then Homer's like, um, I want to play darts. And most like, we're phasing out the games. People drink less when they're having fun. <laughs> I, I, you know, I would be curious to know if that is actually true. I, well, okay. If it was, well, you know, I was never necessarily a big drinker in a bar. Now, like we would go in college, go to, like karaoke nights and stuff like that. Yeah. I would feel like I would drink more because it was karaoke night and everyone was drinking yeah. and we were having fun. Now, games, on the other hand, if I'm playing pool, darts, um, something like that at a bar, yeah. I feel like I do drink less. I'm just more focused on playing I, pool. See, see so, I feel like I feel like I'm the well, if I'm playing now, granted, when I played pool, I hardly ever played at a bar. I you I because we had a pool we had a few pool tables on campus in college. Now granted they didn't start serving beer on campus until my senior year, but like I I drank a lot of soda playing pool. I, I know that's not beer, but I still drink a lot of fluids playing pool. I have played darts at a bar before and I, I drank, you know, I had my fair share. Now granted here in Wisconsin, when we when my friends and I would go out to drink at a bar we would eat and then just get drunk. We would just sit there. We'd play bar games, which would make us drink if we, you know, cause that's how bar games work. So we didn't really do pool or darts or anything. We were just there to, to drink. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I guess it really, I guess it really depends on the person. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, now we cut back to the, uh, Simpsons house. Uh, where they are watching L.A. Law, which Hutz dismisses as fictional because uh, so we see, you know, we see a shot where uh, a skyscraper and he's like, oh, lawyers don't work in skyscrapers and have secretaries. Look, that guy's even wearing a belt. No, no, no. Good lawyers have all that, Lionel. Good lawyers. Yeah. Well, and, it was uh, fictional because it's technically a TV show. So he's got yeah, L.A. Law. Yes. So he's half right. He's half right. So now we go to uh, the underground club, The Hate Box, which weird name for an underground club, but okay. And this is where Otto is. Yep. And yeah. Mayor Quimby. Yep. And so we see Marge encounter uh, Mayor Quimby at that nightclub. And the statement that he said uh, he's there with his nephews is um, a reference to the Teddy Kennedy William Kennedy Smith alleged rape incident. Oh. God, I hope that's not the real reference. No, that that it's in my book. Yeah, because a book can't be wrong. Well, I usually references in my book are pretty cut and dry. That's that's a horrible reference. <laughs> Why would you reference that? <laughs> well, because it's Mayor Quimby, man. Wasn't isn't he like a Kennedy uh like yeah, but off? still, you you don't need a reference, uh, an alleged rape. That's, that's horrible. But that's why he was at the nightclub. I don't know. Simpsons <laughs> had to throw something in there. 
No, they didn't. Oh, they did. <laughs> they had to throw something in there. So I love I love how they're like all dancing or whatever, and like Quimby is like covered. But here's the thing: Quimby is covered with like paint. Yep. So maybe he was there with his nephews. Uh, maybe, but but no, I'm guessing it was a uh, a thing where Teddy and William Kennedy were at a, a club like this. Yeah, and that's that's where the allegations came in. All right, well, we're moving on from that. So Homer goes, uh, now we see Homer going to the Quickie Mart where, you know, the he looks at Apu's magazine rack and there's a few there. <laughs> I do love the uh, the one he picks up, it's Jet. There's like a bridal magazine. I couldn't pick out the third one. But the Jet magazine has a picture of Bleeding Gums Murphy on the cover. Yeah. And so, uh, and I don't know if you notice this, while Homer is reading the Jet magazine, behind him is the slushy machine, and it just has the word red on it. <laughs> There's no flavor, just yeah. red. Well, Homer does like purple. Purple's yes. a good flavor. Purple is a good flavor. So, Homer starts reading the Jet magazine, and who kicks him out? He's like, this isn't a library. And so then we cut to the Springfield <laughs> Public Library, where the librarian's kicking him out for eating a hot dog. She goes, this isn't a quickie mart. Oh, that's good. That is that is fantastic. Remember, the hot dog vendor does follow Homer around, so maybe it's the library's fault for letting the hot dog vendor into the library. It's possible, very possible. Um, and so uh, now we get Ruth and Marge. They're pulled over to the side of the road, so uh, so Ruth could show Marge something in her purse that happened to be a gun. And Marge's <laughs> first first instinct for some weird reason was, "You're not going to hunt me for sport, are you?" It's kind of a Ruth Powers thing. She's pretty uh, uh, aggressive and crazy. Yeah, but she said she would never pull a gun on a, on a, another animal, except for maybe her no, husband. She would never pull a gun on or, a human, a human being. being, except her husband. Yeah, and and so then Ruth turns around, shoots some cans. Marge shoots a can. She feels great about it, and then some old guy comes my right up. It's my <laughs> my antique cans. Uh, that's always funny because you wonder why uh, old people are just leaving their cans. Now, it's now I would tell you this was a joke, but I shit you not. I have been to but fuck nowhere farms and properties before where people literally do leave cans. Just now, mostly they're beer cans. My guess yeah. is they're out drinking with buddies yeah. or whatever, riding horses or whatnot, and they finish a can or maybe half a can, leave it on their little fence post, and just never bring it in. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> there's just a pile of cans sitting on there. That's that's would be my theory why there's cans sitting out. But this is <laughs> now the antique cans part. I think is funny because people probably just leave them out there for an extended period <laughs> of time, and they just become <laughs> antiques. Yeah. That was, that's pretty good. So uh, Ruth, now it's Ruth's turn to go, oh, it's getting late. And Marge goes, Psh, it's only midnight. I know a place. And so we get to the Springfield sign, which is obviously a, a parody of the Hollywood sign, yeah, so, I would say. So my question to you would be, is this the first instance of the Springfield sign? I feel like it was in one of those cuts for Kent Brockman's show. Okay. Now, I had Springfield. Now, was that on the actual, like, a news segment, or was that just his little sign behind his head for the news no, segment? No, no, no. I think it was actually, like, it showed the sign. Okay. I oh, think. wait, wait, wait. This would, well, no, that's a make-out point where Homer, yeah. Homer, or Artie Ziff and Marge went. They never went to yeah. the sign. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I think this is the second appearance of the sign, but, like, 
the first like where anybody actually goes to it. Okay. All right. I think. Perfect. Okay. So uh, so Marge explains to Ruth that uh, her and Homer used to come up here for dates, and we get yet another flashback where Homer is smashing a weather station, and Marge's like, Homer, this is a weather station. And Homer's like, but it's fun to smash things. It is yes, fun it to is, smash Homer. things. It is. And so when we cut back to present day, Marge and Ruth are sitting on the top of the S in the sign. I'm guessing How... there's got to be a ladder behind it. I would hope so. Because that would be really hard to climb the S. Well, yeah, because if they have to clean the sign, because I know they like they clean the Hollywood sign, so I mean, maybe there is a ladder that they just use to climb up there. Yeah, makes sense. Or like maybe along the back of it, there's like a catwalk. Oh, maybe like connecting all the letters. Maybe I don't know. Possible. I don't know. But they got up there. Yep. And so I like how they could say, "Ruth's like, wait, we can see our houses from here. There's a lot of smoke coming out of my chimney." And we come back to the Simpson house, and Lionel Hutz is burning all of his papers and clothes, apparently, and everything. He's yeah. like, uh, "Mr. Hutz, you're burning all your things. Lionel Hutz no longer exists. Say hello to Miguel Sanchez." <laughs> so uh, uh, he definitely, uh, definitely broke the law somewhere along the lines. And it's Lionel Hutz, of course, he broke yeah, the law, <laughs> and he had to change his name pretty yep. quickly. And so Mars like, "Yeah, I guess we should call it a night." And uh, we gotta get. I gotta get home before my daughter turns on that uh, naked talk show. <laughs> Ruth says this, by the way. Yep. Ruth, um, yeah, that's that's naked great. Naked talk show. I want that talk show. What show, what station's that on? HBO. HBO. <laughs> uh, never heard of that talk show. Is it uh, Conan O'Brien? Conan O'Brien's the new <laughs> naked talk show. No, nobody no. wants to see it. Did you never stay up late at night and turn on HBO after midnight? No. Were you not a hormonal teenager? I don't know. I mean, I went to bed. Apparently you did. Okay. I, I'm saying for a friend. Uh-huh. Okay, for a friend. All right. Were you uh, never a hormonal teenager? You never wanted to see naked people? I didn't know, but yes, but I didn't know there was a naked talk show. Yeah. There was, Okay. Well, apparently you watched it. I didn't. I was not up just scouring the TV stations for naked talk shows like you. All right. You were not a horny teenager at one point. Yeah, I had the internet. No, you didn't. Yeah, we did. We had the internet. Barely. <laughs> yeah, it took a long time, but we had the internet. Um, so, so Homer walks into, uh, into frame as Marge and Ruth are driving off. And Homer says, uh, young love. Oh, Homer. <laughs> Apparently, he did. well, hey, he didn't know. It's make out point. It is a make out point yeah, in Springfield. He didn't know who was in the car. Yep. Um, and so Homer sees a new weather station <laughs> and he stops to, uh, or he starts to hit it and stops because he's like, ah, it's not fun if Marge isn't there. <laughs> yeah. And so Wiggum comes out of the bushes with uh, moonshine that he uh, made himself. <laughs> In the middle of the woods, apparently. He has his own still in the middle of the woods. Well, I mean, he can't do it at his house. Yeah. It's like, ah, and he throws it and it explodes <laughs> because. Uh, moonshine. So- well, moonshine. So here's the thing. Moonshine can be very fa- flammable. Yes. But I think it still needs to be lit on fire. I don't think you can just huck it and it explodes. Well, but- maybe he maybe he hucked it at uh, his uh, mini distillery back there. Oh, good call. All right. I like it. And Homer tells Wiggum that he is there because Marge is having a girls' night out. And Wiggum oh, tells Homer, just get a blow-up uh, uh, woman, but make sure it's Cheers. a woman. Oh, my God. 
so dirty. I don't remember this. Yeah. <laughs> but we all know Wiggum's pretty dirty. He always goes to yeah. those uh, dirty movie theaters and stuff. And the brothel. And the brothel, yeah. And so Wiggum is, uh, decided to give Homer a ride. Now, how Homer would... Now, I get that Homer can walk to these places. <laughs> I get that. It's possible because Springfield's small. I get you could walk to these places. This is not Homer's character no. to walk to these places. Maybe he took a taxi. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe he took that one taxi that the town of Springfield has. Yeah. Because they do uh, have a taxi, I believe, in the town of Springfield. Yeah. And so Wiggum decides to give Homer a ride home. And yep. uh, Wiggum notices that uh, Riz Carr's one taillight is slightly bigger <laughs> than the other. <laughs> or. I, no, that's I, what he says. No, that's what he says. But I would I would think maybe one he- headlight was brighter than the other. Because if a headlight's brighter, it would appear bigger. That's possible. Um, cause the, the car that he drive, the car that they drive was stolen obviously from her husband. And well, we don't like, know that until, well, it's a, it's a 1996 Thunderbird convertible. So I would have to assume it's in well-maintained. What's, what's the car? Thunder Cougar Mellencamp from the Futurama <laughs> or something? The Thunder Cougar Fackerbird? Yeah. The Thunder Cougar Fackerbird from yeah. Futurama. Yeah. Um, so they, you know, he decides to pull him over. Why? That's not a pulloverable offense. I thought if you have your taillight, uh, well, okay. maybe If the taillight is out, you can pull over. But if one is just slightly bigger than the other, you don't need to pull them over. Maybe. so. That's just uh, a card defect. Yes. And so Marge tells. Uh, but obviously the story can't over. happen. And... Yeah. <laughs> but uh, they can't because the car is stolen. And nope. so Wiggum's like, ooh, a good old fashioned car chase. <laughs> and he pops in a tape. Sunshine, Sunshine, lollipops, and rainbows, everything. And and then they all start singing, like Homer <laughs> and, and Wiggum start singing into the in the car. And yeah. so they pass a sign um, that says, Entering Badlands, high-speed chases, use Diamond Lane. Which is, That's the, so which apparently is, there's a lot of high-speed chases in the Badlands? Well, that and I'd also think like the Diamond Lane in most cities is the carpool. <laughs> yeah. So I did, I did look this up. There is a Badlands National Park in South Dakota. Yeah, I could have told you that without you looking it up. I forgot. <laughs> I, I figured there, I, you know, when I saw that sign, I'm like, I know there's a, I couldn't remember where the Badlands were. So now we've talked about them being possibly in uh, Utah. I feel like, is there any other Badland? Like, I would almost think like Nevada would have a Badlands too. No, the only bad, there's a Badlands National Park in South Dakota. Yeah. So I, I, so do they just drive from Springfield all the way to the Badlands? No, no, no. I think, okay. So, but they would have to be. They would have to be in South Dakota. Yeah. Okay. But hear me out. Hear me out. I I now understand. So if they're in Springfield at like Shot Kickers, yeah. and the Springfield sign, and now they're in like a deserty area, yeah. I think that wherever the SWAT meet was, is now part, technically can be part of Springfield. Yeah. So are they? In, they have to be in South Dakota then, because yeah, because because once once they cross cross state lines, Wiggum has no jurisdiction over Ruth and Marge. And as we find out in, in about five minutes, the the rest of the Springfield cops show up. Yep. So like, if they're in South Dakota, 
then the Springfield cops have no jurisdiction and this would be a federal thing. Yeah. So, uh, yep, Ruth tells Marge that uh, her stolen ex, uh, stole her ex-husband's car because they were, she was behind on child support. And uh, Marge tells Ruth she should have just reported him. <laughs> yeah, Marge, you're the level-headed friend that I never had. <laughs> that is true. Like, uh, now, I, I don't know any couples who've divorced that have kids that have gone through this. But, yeah, I'm pretty sure if the whoever is supposed to pay child support is behind... Um, you go to child services or wherever you need family court and, uh, be like, yeah, this, this schlub isn't giving me my money. Yep. Give me my money. And usually I feel like most places when there's child support involved, those wages, I think are just, uh, what sort of, they're just taken out of the, the other person's paycheck. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, so. Yeah. You know, uh, so, you know, Wiggum, you know, reports the car chase and he's like, one suspect is wearing a green dress, pearls, and has a lot of blue hair. Now, before I get into what Homer imagined this is, how did Wiggum know that she was wearing a green dress and had pearls? Because when we cut back to Marge, she has a sweater around her neck. So you cannot see the pearls. Uh. And you cannot see that she's wearing a green dress because the dress is a crop top. Yeah, you really can't see it. And it's night outside. (laughs) You can see the blue hair if there's street lamps, which there are none. So unless he pulled up really, really, really close, maybe, maybe he could have seen the green dress. He definitely could have seen blue hair because the, the lights on the car would have shown on them. But there's no way he knew she was wearing pearls. So then Homer laughs about the blue hair and uh, and he's like, ah, what a freak. And he like imagines like this alien thing where like the beads are like the hair strands and like the blue hair is like a beard. And then they hit a bump in the road and like reconfigures his thought into Marge. Yep. And he's like, oh my God, it's Marge. She's become a crazy cr- criminal because I didn't take her to the ballet. And then uh, Wiggum's like, that's exactly how Dillinger got started. <laughs> yeah, that's good. And so, you know, now we cut back to Marge and Marge tells Ruth, well, maybe we should pull over. And uh, they can't because she can't let her ex-husband win. And uh, she tells Marge, well, I'll let you out once we lose the cops. And Marge's mm-hmm. like, we're not losing the cops. Or, or no, she's like, that'll be way too hard. They're trained professionals. And Ruth turns off her, (laughs) like, her lights. And, like, Wiggum just freaks out because the taillights are gone. It's a ghost car. (laughs) I hear they're everywhere out here. And uh, Wiggum's like, Homer, will you hold me? Only if you hold me. And so they hold each other. Oh, my God. As the coyotes howl in the night. Oh, that's great. (sighs) I love it. So now, now it's getting to be daylight. And Ruth drops off Marge at a diner um, and says, you know, bye. And Ruth, you know, she doesn't leave right away. Uh, Marge goes into the diner and she looks over as she's about to call Homer to pick her up, I'm assuming. Yeah. And uh, we go to one booth and like two friends are like, oh, we went to gotten this far. If if, uh, we didn't stick together, friends stick together. And we get a couple booths of doing that. Yeah, we get to the the waitress. I hate it when the waffles stick together. They waffles, taste better. Waffles sticking together is what good waffles do. <laughs> um, 
No, that means you just didn't separate the batter enough. <laughs> oh, that's good. Like that's a terrible chef. Oh, I like it. Uh, that was great. So, uh, you know, after hearing these people, you know, confess about sticking together, Marge contemplates about her decision. And while this is happening, we hear a siren in the background. Yes. Now, you would assume that's the cops coming for Ruth. But, and but hold we on, all know, we all know that uh, that uh, Homer and Wiggum aren't chasing him anymore. Yes, yeah. they didn't want to so, chase a ghost car. Yeah, so we hear the sirens, and uh, all the all the customers leave and like hop in their cars and drive off. And Marge, you know, you know, Ruth is filling up her car. She gets in her car somehow. I Marge was able to walk past past Ruth into her car, like she didn't see her. <laughs> Well, she was filling up gas. She just wasn't paying attention. Uh, I think if you're at a car, you're going to notice somebody getting into your car. All right. I'm going to sneak up on you one time when you're filling up gas and see if I can get in without you uh, knowing. You're going to drive four hours all the way to Green Bay to do this. No, I'll wait till you're here and then do it. But I do it when you're at work. <laughs> oh, okay. And so... Uh, we, we, uh, see that Marge is going to stick with Ruth. They leave as well. We keep hearing the siren and then Kearney comes in on a bike with a <laughs> helmet and a red light spinning and a siren going. And the, the owner of the diner comes out and yells at him and <laughs> Drive he's away like, all my customers. <laughs> I'll see you tomorrow. Loser. <laughs> oh, oh, that's great. That is fantastic. So now Ruth, Ruth and Marty drive past uh, Chief Wiggum on the side of the road with Homer, and they're cooking eggs on yeah. his engine. Wig- Wiggum and Homer are making fried eggs on Wiggum's car engine, and uh, Wiggum's like, mm, engine block eggs. If we keep these down, we'll be sitting pretty. And then Marge and Ruth whiz by, that's them. Quiet, I can't hear the eggs. <laughs> what? <laughs> Oh, God, you don't need to hear. Uh, well, I guess you wanted to hear them sizzle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Their so must have been hot overnight or they left it running. Yeah. Yeah. They must have left it running. Uh, so now we cut back to the Simpsons household. Bart, Lisa, and Maggie have fallen asleep on the couch. Bart wakes up, realizes Homer and Marge aren't back yet. And Lisa's like, oh, well, Hudson's still around. And he, she wakes him up. But he, like, jumps up and pulls a knife. He's like, I said not to touch my stuff. And and then he like realizes where he is. Wait, this isn't the YMCA. <laughs> Which is possibly a reference to an episode of the Twilight Zone. Oh, maybe. Because there's an episode where a guy says this isn't the YMCA. and Or is it like so. a YMCA technically like a... Like not like a shelter. Aren't some YMCA's like a shelter for men yeah. or something? Where yeah, like, men's shelter. Some yeah, YMCA's yeah. will be men's shelters. So yeah. eh, it's possible. Uh, but then we cut back to Wiggum and, uh, he's saying, uh, we're back in pursuit. All right. Uh, what's your location? <laughs> oh, uh, I'm, uh, I'm on a road. Uh, it looks to be asphalt. Uh, oh geez. Trees, shrubs. Uh, I'm directly under the earth's sun. Uh, now. now. <laughs> well, uh, to be fair, he is in literally the middle of nowhere. So yes. Yeah. It's kind of hard to, you know, tell someone where you, where, what your location is. But that's why, but folks, this is why there are mile markers every mile. And in some cities, actually more than every 
mile on the highway. Yes. And yes, so, sir. so in like, in like desert towns like that, I think mile markers are almost like every quarter mile. So, you know, in case your car stalls and you're in the middle of nowhere and can't do anything, you could literally tell someone, you know, where you are, which is, which is a yeah. good idea. I mean, you, yes. you do want to have that. Yep. And, and so now we see huts and the children are watching TV when the news cuts in to a show, the high speed chase. And Ken says the women are guilty and must be dealt with in a harsh and brutal fashion because he fears anarchy and other women risen rising up and the TV puts the technical difficulty sign on. Yeah, going on TV and saying that stuff, uh, definitely going to get you fired. Yeah. Well, at the bare minimum, you are going to get suspended. Yep. But they should probably get you fired. Yeah. Because women are going to complain. Yep, and so we see Ruth and Marge uh, driving past the state line two mile sign, um, but we don't which know state line? <laughs> which state line? All of them. <laughs> South Dakota, because that's where the Badlands are. Exactly. Um, maybe Arizona. I don't know. Um, but uh, Ruth uh, says that they're gonna make it, and it's gonna be okay. And then we see a ton of cop cars coming from the <laughs> other direction. So either they called in backup from other cities or Springfield actually has the largest police force in the world. Yeah, because Marge is like, oh, like the whole the entire Springfield police force came yeah. out. And there's like 30 cars. Yeah. So Springfield Police Department is a lot bigger than we. Uh, that or maybe some of those cars were like federal cars. Maybe they called in the big guns. Yeah. And so Ruth is like, well, I'm a single mother. I can't win in a man's world. And Marge says, hooey. It like grabs the steering wheel and turns it, you know, yeah. off road, I guess. Yeah. Oh yeah. They went off road. Oh, I'm uh, sorry. Should I have done that? <laughs> yep. And so Ruth says they're going to make it. Um, and then we get an aerial view that shows they're heading right for the grand chasm. Now, so are they in Arizona? Cause that's where the grand Canyon is. No, no, no. So that's why it's called the grand chasm. Cause they're not in Arizona. Now Springfield has a, gorge. <laughs> where are they Steve? <laughs> now, now Springfield has a gorge. But this isn't the gorge. It's the chasm. I don't know. Where are they? Where in the world are the Simpsons? I don't, I don't know. Um, because they would have to be with... Well, okay, so Springfield has a grand... Uh, uh, like a Grand Canyon. So the Springfield Gorge. Yes. And maybe they're on the other side of the Springfield Gorge. They're and... not, though, because there's garbage. Right. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? And so Homer says that uh, he gets on the uh, megaphone. No, no, no. Well, oh, he, well yeah. he, they're in the car. He's like, oh, it's going to be, a, they're driving right towards the chasm and it's all my fault. Yep. And they're, they're trying to teach men a lesson. <laughs> what Homer, lesson is that, Homer? And so, yeah. So here it is. So Homer grabs the megaphone. He's like, look, Marge, I'm sorry. I haven't been a better husband. I'm sorry about the time I tried to make gravy in the bathtub. <laughs> wow. I'm sorry I used your wedding dress to wax the car. And I'm sorry. Oh, well, let's just say I'm sorry for the whole marriage up to this point. Um, apparently, I, I did read somewhere that uh, Castellaneta actually recorded these lines through a megaphone. Nice. Which, it does sound megaphony, so it it's possible. Yeah. And so, uh, <laughs> Marge is like, you know, he's right. Um, and so Ruth uh, stops just short of the cat. Well, no, no, no. Well, no, because Homer is like, he's, he apologizes. He's like, but please 
don't drive into the chasm. Oh, that's right. And they're like, and Marge and Ruth are like, chasm? And Ruth hits the brakes and stops just short of driving into the chasm. Yep, and Homer and Wiggum drive straight off the chasm. And I like how it's like, like the car like pauses midair and then it like starts falling as it fades to like white. White, yep. And then we see that they landed in a garbage pile. Pile. Landfill. Yep, and Wiggum's like, Oh, they were protesting this landfill. Yeah, he like calls the environment <laughs> environmentalist. Yeah, because they were uh, protesting the landfill. And Homer yeah. jumps out. He's like, "Oh, ew, Mwah. oh, Mwah. ew, Mwah. ooh." I think this one was pizza. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, gross, Homer. But he's happy. Yep. And so now we get a narrator describing the fates of the characters in the style of Dragnet. First never one, watched it. Nope, never watched it. Next up, Ruth Powers was tried in Springfield court. The judge dismissed her ex-husband's auto theft charges and forced him to pay all back child support. Ms. Powers blamed the outcome on his lawyer, uh, one Lionel Hutz. <laughs> Lionel Hutz, a.k.a. Michelle, Miguel Sanchez, a.k.a. Dr. Gwyn Gwyn Van Van Thock was paid $8 for his 32 hours of babysitting. He was glad to get it. By the way, $8 an hour for $32 is uh, like 25 cents. Yeah. Uh, Marge (laughs) Simpson was charged with a violation of penal code section 618A, wanton destruction of precious antique cans. (laughs) She was ordered to pay 50 cents to replace the cans. And $2,000 in punitive damages and mental anguish. But that guy, that guy really liked his, uh, cans. his cans. Homer Simpson was remanded to the custody of the United States Army Neurolo- Neurochemical Research Center at Fort Meade, Maryland for further testing. Woohoo! Boom, 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 and I did the and the the stylization of the credits was a lot different than normal because normally. When we, when we like their normal credits is a black background and yellow lettering. Yes. This this one was the Springfield Police badge on a red background with white lettering. Yep. Probably for the Dragnet theme. Yeah, probably. That's probably how Dragnet ended up. Like their their shows ended, I'm sure. So uh, final thoughts. I I enjoy this episode. It's very good. Um, very light on the references, very heavy on the story. Um, I almost felt that this was like kind of the beginning of like where the Simpsons would start an episode at one place and kind of end up at a different, not, not completely because you had the Ruth powers connection and like, it was mainly a story with a little bit of a B story with Homer well, and, I don't know if it's really a B story. I think it's just like any. Is it a? Is it a one and a two? Yeah, I think it was just kind of flip flopping between what the story was. Homer doing his thing, Marge doing yeah. his thing. It wasn't something completely like. But I feel like because like you know the start of the episode, they're watching PBS, and it ends with you know people getting in trouble with the law. Yeah, it's just like it's this, and it wasn't weird because they they got there through the points. Obviously, some of those plot points, you know, um, some of those plot points, you know, worked. Uh, it was really good. It was really funny. A lot of funny stuff. Uh, you know, the reference is really, really good. You get, you know, the property of Ned Flanders stickers as, you know, the girls night out thing with Homer. Uh, you get Ruth Powers coming back. 
Uh, it's it's really good. I I don't know if it goes up to that level to me for a five. Um, I I just I feel like there was something slightly missing from this episode for me. It is it is a great episode. It is definitely one that when it comes on, I will watch. Uh, you get the sunshine lollipops song in there, which is great. I there's this there's a something for me missing. There is an element I can't quite place it. So I'm going to give it a four mm, sprinkles. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm going to do four mm, sprinkles as well. There, I mean, this is a fantastic, really funny episode. I mean, yeah, yeah the sunshine lollipops thing. I <laughs> sing that quite a bit every time I get in uh, a pickle of some kind or um, just want to pick me up. Um, yeah. So that's that's really amazing. Um, it, it, it's an episode I definitely remember like watching yes. it. It's an episode. I remember watching numerous times. Um, yes. and just, yeah, the one thing I don't remember is that blow up doll line. <laughs> I just like, I just like Homer's <laughs> inability to function without Marge around. I mean, it yes. kind of works, makes them, you know, the, almost like the perfect couple. Cause yeah. you know, they, they can't be separate Marge. You never see her as the, as the bad bad girl or anything so it's kind of kind of funny to see her in the uh in the realm of doing something against the law you know trying to evade the cops you know the bonnie and clyde i mean that the whole ending was kind of reference to the bonnie and clyde trying to uh thelma and louise sorry thelma and louise yeah and uh getting out of getting out of dodge um so that's that's really cool yeah um yeah, the uh, the PBS thing so always cracks me up. I mean, I, I still think funny. they did it better in the uh, the one episode. Yeah, but it it definitely ties in. I love the yeah. that this is in the in the uh, universe. And I and like, the best part about this episode, Home Alone is canon. Home Alone is canon. Yes. Um. So and you can't you can't uh, discount the fact that Homer has a card that says always do the opposite <laughs> of what Bart says. That's true. So why don't why don't we see in the future how many opposites Homer <laughs> tends to do against Bart? Because that'd be yes. kind of let's see if Homer uh, obliges the card uh, numerous. Well, occasions. I think they I think they kind of go against that in the very next episode. I know, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. So let's finish it off with our character profile, and this week we have Ruth Powers. Her status: divorcee, single mother. Her daughter, Laura Powers, one-time love interest of Jimbo Jones. Uh, Daring, uh, her post-persona is daring yet conventional. Reason for divorce, all her husband ever did was eat, sleep, and drink beer. Your point being. Uh, (laughs) And her transportation, 1966 Thunderbird convertible stolen from her ex-husband. Thunder Cougar Falconbird. Yes. And she packs... (laughs) heat <laughs> she does you know she just does. in case you never yes. know um so let's uh let you guys know where you can find us uh, head over to our social media facebook simpsons did it podcast instagram simpsons did it pod i'm uh, sorry the simpsons did it pod uh twitter simpsons did it pc uh feel free to donate to our podcast check us out on buymeacoffee.com backslash simpsons did it and all your donations will go towards merch and other uh fun things like that that uh we'll give to you when you donate so be sure to do that yep um you could head over to our uh, youtube channel uh just type in the simpsons did it podcast we've gotten a few more subscribers since uh the last time we checked in with you guys so thank you definitely uh definitely good to see more people joining up 
And uh, you can also uh, give us a call, uh, 612-584-0986. Listen to our voicemail, leave us a voice message, let us know pros, cons, things you like, uh, tidbits about episodes that uh, we've done. Uh, review an episode for us. You know, maybe the one that's coming up is like, hey, when you guys talk about this, this is my thoughts on it. Yeah. Or ask us a question about upcoming episodes. That'd be great too. Uh, anything you leave, uh, we'll listen to and maybe play back on a podcast. Um, finally, I just like to let everyone know that our numbers are definitely getting better uh, week yeah. by week. I don't, I honestly don't know what the what the cause is, but I like it. And either way. Our estimated audience is almost up to uh, 70 listeners, which is awesome. awesome. So I'd say let's let's shoot for by episode 10 of season five. Let's see if we can get to that 100 mark. 100 listeners. I want 100 listeners listening to us, and we'll go from there. So make sure to like, subscribe, uh, share with your friends, and let us know what you think. So until next time, I'm Steven Skolansky. And I'm your co-host, Robert Skolansky. And this has been The Simpsons Did It. Shh.